Welcome to Beers, Business, and Balls, presented by House Enterprise. Join Will Tondo and Jake Zimmer every week as we dive into interviews with leaders in the craft beer, business news, and sports entertainment world. This podcast wouldn't be here without Spotify. Get to know Spotify for podcasters, the free all-in-one podcast platform for every creator. This tool allows you to publish shows to all major platforms and helps turn your passions into careers. To find out more, head over to podcasters.spotify.com. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code BBB for all wager incentives. That's code BBB only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hope is here. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org if you have any issues. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. Now, here's our episode of Beers, Business, and Balls. Welcome to Beers, Business, and Balls, presented by House Enterprise and brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code HOUSE at checkout. You can get 20% off your order and free shipping around the world. And in part by DraftKings, use the code BBB. On the DraftKings Sportsbook, a proud partner of House Enterprise and the Beers, Business, and Balls podcast. This is episode 131. It is championship season. NBA finals are set. NHL playoffs are set. Stanley Cup preview with none other than the house's hockey analyst and hockey expert of sorts, Chris Handold. Is this your first time on BBB besides the writers' rooms? Uh, I've actually never even done the writers' room, so yeah, this is my official <laughs> employee, <laughs> employee number one. Guy this is comes my. In and and you guys talk like you guys, you know, your writers' room. You talk like NFL draft and all that, and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I pay attention to like the first 10 picks, but anything other than that, uh, you lost me. So, we can just talk about the draft, talk about everything. We talk about how bad Josh Allen is. Hamill's been invited multiple times. Do you? No, I'm definitely always invited. I'm just, you know, busy guy. Busy guy. That's fair. Well, we're happy to have you on 131 episodes later, and and Chris makes his (laughs) debut. I was also invited for the uh, the Frank the Tank episode, but I didn't know if I would have been able to get through that whole thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that that may have, in hindsight, ended bad. Did you see yeah. uh, Pete Alonso actually know who knows who he is? I think Gracie actually. Yeah, that clip. It was uh, it was it was uh, Carton and Roberts, I think. WFAN. I used to listen to them all the time, but then I got uh, I upgraded, and became an actual citizen, and got a uh, Sirius XM, so I don't have to listen to. AM radio anymore, but so were you yeah, like guess, an OG uh, when you listened to you were listening to Craig Carton? First of all, before jail, and second of all, while he was with Boomer. Oh yeah, I, I was listening to um, I was listening to Mike and the Mad Dog back when uh, Chris. What's what's his last name? Chris uh, Russo. Chris Russo was still with WFAN, so yeah. And then um, I mean, I, I I did it more for the the meme potential because Mike Francesa is just such such a clown, so. Sorry, hot takes. Hot takes tonight. Hot takes. All right, make sure. You, well, I don't know if he'd see it, but uh, who's who? 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 Um, blocks you on Twitter? Oh, uh, Andy Martino. <laughs> Why does Andy Martino what? block you? Yeah, Andy. Um, because I, I used to I used to talk so much trash to him, and I pro I still would if he allowed me to. And then um, 
uh, Salicata too after uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's another WFAN guy after um, uh, after the, the Mets blew the division lead to the Braves last year and he was still talking trash I, I don't remember what I said but I mean, it must have been bad enough to get a block so I mean it Shout is to I, me I guess it's weird to say but our three most controversial people on Twitter who get a lot of heat and have been blocked by multiple uh, I wouldn't say famous, but well-known reporters, <laughs> influencers, whatever the case might be, are you, Gracie, and Clubfoot Jim. What's the comedy uh, there? It's the Mets. <laughs> they make us miserable. I mean, so that's maybe Frank Thank was you right. Maybe Frank it. is right. He always is right. That's no, the thing. he's right, and that's why I don't. I mean, that's that's why I have him. I mean, I don't have him blocked. That's why I have him muted because I just can't. You just you don't know. like being in the shadows of a prophet, clearly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just don't like um, – I don't like seeing someone else write my thoughts down. So I, I just – I got I had to get rid of it, you know? That and, that literally sounds like something that came out of Clubfoot Jim on this show before. And we're always, you know, we're always at each other's throats. And, uh, you know, we, we wish we could live in harmony, but it's just – it's it's this team – you know they're up. They're up for uh, Oh no! Okay, they're about to win. All right, we're good. So tonight, tonight's a good night. <laughs> Bad radio for that. Tonight's Turn around, a good like, night. Oh, they're, they're fucking losing. Blah blah. They blah. were well. They were. Uh, they they Phillies had the tying run on base last inning, but they're they're in. I will say, uh, and we'll get into base. Actually, no, they still do have. The, I'm, I, I take that back. I don't oh, have my they glasses play the on. Phillies. They, yeah, the Phillies have their tying run on base, so that's not, that's oh, not very good. Yeah, that's. I don't have my glasses. <laughs> so on, we're so. gonna live review this as the Phillies win it, and in, in, uh, yeah, in I'm like trying to watch it above my shoulder right there. You're <laughs> doing a little reverse. Like, <laughs> um, I, I will say about baseball, I gotta, I, I feel you. Like watching other teams, I don't know. From afar, it's nice to watch. Like, obviously, we want our Mets group to do well, right? We. We love you guys. We love you. We love. No, you don't. We're funny. We're funnier when we're miserable. Well, I know, but that's the thing. It's like you know, and it's the same with me for the Sox, right? It's like I got a sick thrill of watching Jolie Rodriguez give up a grand slam at Fenway. Like it was yeah. indescribable, and I'm like, ah, that sucks. I wanted, I wanted the best for him, but definitely not while he's wearing a Red Sox uniform. We don't yeah. wish that upon you. Is my point. <laughs> I think back in uh, actually, I think back in 2017, I also had a I had a little bit of a back and forth with uh, Anthony DeComo too, but he didn't block me. So, is he the one? Which one has zero? Uh, they follow zero people. Is that DeComo? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't follow him. He just shows up because people like and and retweet and stuff. And uh, I forget what I forget what, what what was happening, but I remember his one of his responses was like. Uh, it was like you're absolutely right. There's nothing. There's nothing to write about when the team is good or something like that. So I was like, hey, at least I give him props for at least uh, admitting it. You know. So you have a nice blocked list. Uh, Clubfoot Jim, who does he have, Tano? I mean, Bomani is not on his block list, but he is. He is public enemy number one in the Clubfoot Jim sphere. Yeah, he he has beef with Bomani, and then he was going back and forth with John Heyman, who accidentally <laughs> followed him for like two seconds. He goes. The crash and burn, which he said on the show from John Heyman following him and then immediately unfollowing oh, him. Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw something a little bit about that. That, yeah. I would say, hurts more than getting blocked. Because, like, getting blocked is like, all right, I probably said something stupid to him. Like, he probably deserved to block me, whatever. Something he disagreed with. Like, dude, John Heyman saw your profile. He accidentally hit follow and then unfollows you. That's a pain <laughs> that I can't imagine. That means he clicked on his profile. Yeah. yeah. 
So if he said something, I got under his skin. Surprisingly enough, I'm I'm still not blocked by uh, Marcus Stroman, but we're working on that. We're definitely working on that. I mean, hey, he's doing I'm pretty well. Sure he, I'm pretty sure he pitched like a seven inning gem against the Mets uh, last Dude, week. Dude, he went so a I've he been, went a the other day. He went what? He went a complete game the other day. He's you know I mean I have him on my fantasy team, so I'm uh, at least one of them. But I, uh, I I'm I am kind of rooting for him, but you know I, I also want to see him <laughs> crash and burn. It, I mean, it's crazy because like Marcus Stroman is killing it on the Cubs, but depending on what happens with Chicago, like he could be a trade deadline acquisition that might falter and burn out another system, like in another, yeah. in another system. Well, did you see what, uh, did you see what Syndergaard said today? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, said no. he, he said he, he got, he, he got shellacked again and he, he's not having a good year. And he was like, I would, I would give my hypothetical firstborn to go back to my old self or something like that. And uh, that, that brought a smile to my face because anyone, any ex-Met who signs with the Phillies and then uh, voluntarily sits out any start he was going to have against them is, I have no respect for that, man. Well, speaking of Syndergaard, seven years ago today, you were in the building for the asses in the jackpot. I was. I was front row in center field. I took <laughs> Wait, my, you were in the building for brother. that? I was at the. I was front row center field. I took my little brother, and uh, it was a sold out game. I think it was a Saturday night, Sunday night. It was a weekend, and uh, yeah, he threw behind him, and uh, everyone cheered. And then you saw the, the umpire throw him out, and then everyone booed, and like the whole place was shaking, and everyone was like asshole. And I, I honestly thought like people were actually going to start storming the field. People were getting really upset. And then Chase Utley went on to hit two home runs against the Mets that game, and they lost like <laughs> they lost like nine to nine to two or something like that. So it was <laughs> why did just, I never was, know this about you? That's such a great fact. I yeah, I mean, I just bad uh, bad news, bad luck follows me everywhere I go. It's a hypothetical uh, black rain cloud over my head when I go to sporting <laughs> events. I'm pretty sure I'm not over. I'm pretty sure I'm not even at 500 for any for. Hockey games, baseball games. Are you serious? I avoid going because they just lose. So you are like such a dejected New York sports fan. (laughs) I know, I know. You know, I spent so much money to bring my, you know, my, I uh, spent so much money to bring my dad to uh, his first playoff Mets game last year. We were sitting a couple rows up behind the first base dugout, and um, you know, it was game one against the Padres, and they. Everyone was so confident. I was too. I was like, "Oh, Max Scherzer, he's going to go seven. He's going to shut them down. Blah blah blah. This and that." And it didn't. It didn't go that way. So, well, there's always this year, but probably not. Um, but yeah, probably not. You're right. The Mets will figure it out. Before we dive into some hockey talk and uh, some NBA finals as well, we got to cheers it off with a beer. Um, Chris Hanold, resident beer guy as well on top of hockey, will give you the honors to kick things off. All right, so. I'm not 100 percent sure how you guys do this, but uh, it's very simple. Shouts out to my shouts out to my good buddy Will. He brought me a four pack when he visited uh, home this weekend, and right now I'm drinking Great North Aleworks Moose Juice IPA. I don't know if mm. you got that, but it's uh, where where are they out of New Hampshire? Are they New Hampshire? I New imagine Hampshire moose not. moose juice, right? It doesn't yeah. say. But yeah, so it's you're really gonna good, you're actually. gonna live review this. It's it's delightful. It's very simple, um, just on the untapped scale. Yeah, Manchester, New Hampshire, my untapped. Honestly, I was thinking about that before. 
We haven't done a live review um, on the show since we've like a non-live like beer segment. If I was gonna untap this, I'd give this like a three seven five four. Oh wow! I like it. It's good. It's very good. All right. So there's my review. There's your review. There we go. What do I have to review? Well, my good friend Chris, who I saw at home, uh, he gave me one of my favorite the old beer exchange. Yeah, the old beer exchange. One of my the favorite beers um, from Greenport, where you work, is Hop Nami. Eight point two percent, double packed. Um, I got to pull up the description for that one because you guys don't make it as often as you used to. It's becoming more of a treat. Uh, it's coming back. It's definitely coming back. This is the second time we've had it on tap this year alone, and it's only it ain't even June. Um, in June. So I think so. I think it's coming. I think it's we're gonna start putting the rotation a lot more, especially because people have been asking for it. You know, it was a it was a huge favorite when they first came out with it, and uh, it's not as strong as it used to be. I'm pretty sure it used to be like 10, 10 something percent. Now it's only eight two. I mean, which is still pretty strong. Don't get me wrong, but it's not uh, it's not the death sentence like it used to be. Yeah, so I had that, which I, I, I've reviewed before, um, but I will go over, let's see, who who do I want to review? Who haven't I reviewed? I'm trying to think what I did last week. I did not. So I'll, I'll go to our friends over, damn, I'm... Already did Notch. We already did Providence. I'm running out of. I'm running out of some good beers. I'm gonna need some. Gonna need some good beers. All right. So I have one over at Twelve Guns, um, down in South Co- uh, South County. Blueberry Cobbler. It's a smoothie pastry sour. Um, I liked it because it wasn't a traditional like bright colored. Um, how do I say it? Like stuck at the front of your mouth type of sour it was more smooth and refreshing something i'd grab after you know a long day at the beach or on the water so four out of five for me and uh 12 guns i need to definitely do more research into them we've i don't think we've ever reviewed them on the show so um they made a really good blueberry cobbler sour 12 guns is an interesting one and i'm pretty sure i can't even say that i've had their beer like maybe at a beer festival but Probably there's nothing that sticks out. Like I, I had no untapped records uh, of yeah. of twelve guns, so super interesting. They have a a very good story. It was the um, it was about the, uh, the I'm reading it now. The Rhode Island naval vessel is called the USS Providence, um, and it had twelve guns on it, so they called it uh, Twelve Guns Brewing. They make good beer. Their reviews are real good. Uh, let's take that down there at some point. Where are they at? Stuff. Uh, South County somewhere. Bristol. No, it's not South That's, County. It's. Uh, okay. Thought there was Bristol, South. Or North. Yeah, this is. Like, well, it's far, definitely South. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's like Greater North Newport, Newport, basically. Yeah. It, it is right. It is. It is Northern <laughs> South County. I guess. Isn't Bristol its own county? Bristol County. I guess it probably is its own county. Haven't been. I have to stop by Shadow Twelve Guns. Yeah, next spot. time I can right be near, uh, right near our friends at Soham Cider Works, mm-hmm. just a town away. Um, by the way, before I review this beer, big shout out to Soham Cider Works. I don't know if you cracked open their bottle yet, Will. Excellent. Um, it was very good. It was 
absolutely delicious uh, in the bottle. So shout out to our friends at Soams who we had on a few weeks ago. Uh, go check out that episode. That was a great live episode from Warren, Rhode Island. Maybe we'll go check out 12 Guns next time we're down there. Um, okay, this summer, basically. We're past Memorial Day weekend. One of my favorite places to drink beer in Boston is the Sam Adams Tap Room near Faneuil Hall. Um, now, I did not know that they had a rooftop so boss was in town right across the street from work 70 degrees out we're going to the sam adams tap room rooftop um they had some exclusives there and i tried something called honey blossom uh there was a bunch of different ways you can go um and you know honey blossom is uh, it was real good uh, deep golden pale ale, grassy and tea-like aroma with tropical herbal flavor and honey on the finish. Uh, good summer beer, 7%, none of the IPA kick. Uh, you want something lighter? You want something a little bit more kind of, you know, less hoppy and more of a crushable beer? Honey Blossom's your beer. So anytime you're at St. Adam's Tap Room in Boston, I, I can't recommend that enough. I had down two or three of them. Very easy. That's a review. Uh, I'm going to give it 375. Not bad. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> bad. No, Honey Blossom's a good I, just, I, I never been to the Sam Adams Tap Room, so I don't. I wish I, wish I knew who you were talking about. It's actually pretty cool. It's, uh, I'm actually they, they opened it about really, four years uh, ago. I'm not really a huge Sam Adams fan. I've, I've never really had anything from them that I was overly impressed with, so... You gotta have their craft stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I I, I had the, uh, whatever they, whenever they were at the uh, craft beer festival by you guys in Rhode Island, but uh, yeah, like I said, not uh, not anything that I was overly impressed with. So yeah, I mean, even those were still more of their like over. Um, I wouldn't say overproduced, but they're more nationalized brands where it's like okay, yeah, you know, everyone knows the uh, the wicked hazy the Sam Adams summer, stuff like that. Um, they definitely were, you know, it's an older brand, but their craft stuff yeah. they make in, in-house are pretty decent. Are they owned by anybody or are they just Sam Adams? Boston beer. Like not... It's Boston beer company that owns like they own truly, they own uh, what the hell is it? Yeah, they I was going to say it's nothing like Anheuser-Busch Anheuser or, or like Miller Lite or any of those uh, companies. No, okay. Dogfish Head, I think they also own. They're good stuff. They got good stuff. Yeah. So it's interesting stuff. I I think yeah, Dogfish Head's actually one I haven't had in a minute. Good beer. That was like the first kind of like before you were twenty one. Everybody's like, oh yeah, like my dad drinks Dogfish. It's gotta be pretty good. Like <clears throat> it is good. And Clubfoot uh, Clubfoot Gemini's dads put those back uh, back in the day. But <laughs> uh, good beer, Dogfish Head. Um, yeah, that's at Sam Adams. They do truly on draft too. It's rather interesting. Um, I've never had it personally. The reviews are really good that it's like smooth. It almost like tastes like a vodka soda instead of a truly. I've never had it, but it, it sounds very good. They have like 20 beers there too, uh, on tap, mm-hmm. maybe more. It's a good spot. That's beers. That's um, would you like to give a shout out to anything else you've drink recently, Chris? No, I mean, I, 
honestly, I don't really drink <laughs> that often, like unless uh, unless I'm hanging out with with friends or family. So, how about what what's what's new in the works at Greenport? Anything worth anything worth uh, shouting out that you're that you're working on? No, it's all pretty much the same the same stuff. What so. do we got working on? It's just, you know, it's just the, the regular summer ales, other sides. And obviously we, we do a lot of the other side, which I'm sure you've had. Uh, I don't know if Zimmer's ever had it, but uh, yeah, that's like their, good. that's their staple, their uh, flagship, I guess, if you will. So just a bunch of that going on. Um, we started making um, the, the, the Palomas, which you had. So th those are good. So we're kind of, we are kind of going more into the uh like the seltzers and and uh uh ciders realm so we'll see how those turn out we don't have any out yet but we'll see how those turn out and then um other than that it's mostly just the the regular lineup you know i think a lot of people are disappointed that we don't have uh sours so i'm trying to push trying to push for that i think it might be a little too late in the season though so but and it 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 ain't even September yet, but it ain't even September. We're almost at leaf pile season, and the summer hasn't even started. We're gonna start making leaf pile probably in like three <laughs> four weeks. So, gotta get yeah. on early. But I was actually I was thinking about um, what was that uh that beer that was almost like a yogurt that I liked a lot at uh, I think it was Long Live. Oh, uh, you, me, and Zach went. What was it? It was uh the Frozy Cup. Yes, that was that. I've been, you know, I've, that, I've been seeing that stuff in my dreams. So I gotta. <laughs> hopefully they still have. Hopefully they still have it because I love. I have a sweet tooth, so anything like that is. Just, I'm always gonna like it. Yeah, the frozy cup's crazy because it's 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 like you said, it's more of that yogurt smoothie consistency than a frozen. Yeah. Beer. Because yeah. a lot of people have been making the frozen beer, like like what you guys are doing over at Greenport with the Paloma. Um, yeah. It's kind of like that slushy consistency. No, this. Yeah. Is, it's thick beer, but it goes down so easy. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and one of my favorite types of beers are porters and stouts, you know, especially Guinness. So I guess it's that consistent. I, that's my favorite. Uh, I mean, aside from Miller Lite, like as far as, you know, you're <laughs> Miller Lite's my favorite beer ever. I, you know, call, call me a craft beer guy all you want, but I'll, I'll take a Miller Lite <laughs> over anything all day long. But, you know, there's, uh, for some, you know, it's 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 a super intricate uh, setup to have when you, for a place to have Guinness on tap, and that's why not a lot of places have them. And it's it's super expensive, and if you don't keep up with it, um, or it's not put together correctly, you get a very flat, watery consistency. So when you when you find a place that pours a good Guinness, you uh, you stick with it. Tap, then, shout out taps, shout out taps and corks. Shout out taps and corks. They make they they pour an awesome Guinness. I mean, that's their Irish roots. They just that know is, that's their money maker there. Yeah, and I love Guinness so much, and I wish it was a year round beer. I mean, Chris will probably drink it year round, but I will. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be drinking it in uh, when it's 96, 80 percent humidity in August. And... But here's my hot take: I think that's acceptable. Like, I think Guinness. I think it's like. If you drink that year round, like, yeah, somebody might say, like, what the hell is that guy doing? But, like, they're not going to be like, yo, that's, like, unacceptable. Nobody can do it. Yeah. Like, it, dude, it's it's a Guinness. It's, like, it's very it's a very popular beer. I was going to say, a Guinness is a Guinness, right? That's the pride of a whole country right there. But as far as, like, uh, you know, like a, a working in a, in a craft brewery, we haven't touched a – we haven't touched a stout or a porter in two, three months now, so – 
definitely as far as, as the craft side goes, it's not a, you wouldn't pull up to like, a, you know, uh, Sam Adams or something like that in the middle of July and uh, start slamming stouts and porters. You still have them on tap though, right? We still have Black Duck on tap, but we haven't made it. Yeah. So. You, you definitely have those people that will still get there. They get their stouts in July, but. Yeah, me. So. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> so that was our beer segment. We'll do a quick, quick ball, uh, quick business uh, before we head to balls. Um Pat McAfee leaving his FanDuel deal, which was five years, 120 million, to head to ESPN, which I believe, Jake, it was five years, 85. Was yeah, five and 85. So, I mean, is that – it's not like he's getting the bag. Um, well, I mean, he's definitely getting the bag. But, like, comparatively, I didn't know that his FanDuel deal was 5-120 beforehand. So, I, I did some research into this, and I first was – well, I'm still anti the deal because I think Pat McAfee is a he's a creative and I think ESPN's a die. Yes, ESPN is the worldwide leader of sports. Is that title still true? You know, that's up for debate, especially in the world we live in. The five years, 85 seems like less money, but one, it's guaranteed Two, they cover all of the production costs. Um, so Pat McAfee in that hundred and twenty million dollar deal with FanDuel still had to pay out producers, content creation, um, all of the backend stuff. So now ESPN takes that over. And then also everyone on his team makes a salary from ESPN now. I was going to say, is his crew coming with him? His crew's coming with his him. His whole show's moving over. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I don't know if they're moving to Bristol or if they'll stay in um, the heartland where they are. But I mean, everyone's saying that like, the problem that's going to happen with Pat McAfee. And I still think this is the case, even though they say like, Oh, we have the creative control and stuff like that is the fact that it's ESPN, which obviously is above them is Disney. Disney is not going to let them say an F bomb on TV. No. So how are you going to change that? Yeah, ESPN is not going to let Pac-Man Jones pack a lip. on <laughs> TV, You know, is it well, strictly online that this is going to be the case? I like, are they only going to be a YouTube show? So it sounds like, and and big credit to Andrew Marshan from New York Post. He's he's one of the best this business has to offer in reporting on media. And so it looks like ESPN went to him and said, okay, we can get all your shows, right? And I didn't realize he does 230 shows a year. You know, like to yeah. fully produce shows. That's... Um, I don't know, 365, you know, you have minus, uh, two days every week of 52. So that's like, but yeah, that's basically every weekday. Um, they are, it looks like going to boot Max Kellerman off two to 3 PM on this show. Thank God. God. (laughs) That's according to Andrew Marshand. It says, quote unquote here from Andrew Marshand, uh, ESPN believes McAfee will rate better than sports center which is huge. And Max Kellerman's this just in, which currently air on ESPN at the two to 3 PM spot. The network has not officially said what cable network McAfee will be on, but it's hard to imagine. He won't be on the mothership, which it makes sense. I mean, you pay him all this money at to your point, Tondo. I think there's a digital play, but you can't pay him all this money to not be on cable when that is their bread and butter. You, know, you pay him 17 million bucks a year. 
You have to put him on TV, whether he likes it or not. Mm -hmm. So that's the price you pay for McAfee, right? It's like, you know, hey, you're getting all this money. Yeah, sure, you'll take a little bit of a pay cut, but... Uh, you know, part of me also wonders, hey, were they threatening to, to take his analyst deal away from college game day? You know, they approach him and say, oh, it'd be a shame if, you know, we brought somebody else in. He gets to do that still. So maybe there was something greater there. I don't know. This, this is all speculative. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, obviously different situations and different a different Disney a few years or a different ESPN a few years ago when John Skipper was at the head of the head of the ship. And, you know, uh, Barstool's part of my take had their one show that got canned, but that was because of, you know, the, the dispute of Portnoy and what ESPN does, but still though, like they were promised creative control. And later on, you know, over the, the last couple of years, you hear, you know, big cat say, well, yeah, there was plenty of times they cut out jokes and we only made one episode. So, and that was a pre-recorded show. This is now a live stream. And now we're in the world where if you say something the wrong way, you get cancel culture and all of that stuff. You know, I don't know how long this might last for ESPN. Or John, or, you know, Pat McAfee specifically. But either way, I mean, the guy has, you know, for someone who is a, a degenerate in college, who then became a punter, you know, good for him for being one of like the first true athletes to jump into this new form of content and grow his brand over the past decade. I wonder if they're going to do more content with him. Um, they're going to have to, right? Because now, you know, you talk about Omaha productions um, for Peyton Manning, right? So he does Monday Night Football, that Manning cast. Are they still doing that? What was that, year two? I think they two are. Two years they did Manning cast? I think cast, they did it last year, too. Well, I'm saying they definitely did it last year, but, like, what was that their second year, or did they do Manning cast the year before? I I'm think it might sure have been their both. second year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, that actually had some good reviews, but, like, what they did with Peyton is they also cut him into, you know, the Peyton's Places, which is actually really good. I know, Tonda, you and I watched an episode way back in the day. I think it was Tom Brady. Yeah, they went to go see Tom Brady. They played around at golf and stuff, and he's the lead producer on that. So he gets the creative control. He gets to say, "Hey, this is what goes in there," and then you know that specific segment is four hundred million bucks, uh, the valuation. So I hope McAfee's got some good representation that says, you know, I want something similar, right? Can I have this subset? Where I could do my own thing. We'll go within your guidelines. I won't, you know, he doesn't have to say the F word or anything um, or make raunchy jokes. You know, you just go and do your thing. You, you do stupid shit. You make some gambling plays, which ESPN's fully embraced. I get it. Um, you know, I hope it's a situation like that. I hope that's how it plays out. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think the edgy. Like the edgy content works though. Look at the, you know, you, you look at the success of the NBA guys on TNT and you look at the success of the NHL guys on TNT and those shows aren't exactly PG. You know, granted they air later at night, you know, during games that are on 8, 9, 10 p.m. But, you know, you look at the, you know, and NBA on TNT has been around forever. People have loved those guys forever. But uh, the NHL on TNT, this is only their second year and, and people look at, uh, you know, Biz and Hank and all those guys and Anson Carter with uh, every, everyone loves them and it's it's definitely not PG you know you have there's plenty of highlights of Biz dropping an F bomb and stuff like that so I think the edgy content works I think ESPN is just Disney 
Yeah. I love what, um, you know, you talk about all those, like the guys that you just mentioned, but even Wayne Gretzky's like really, I didn't, I did not expect yeah. him to be as personable on TV as he has been. He's yeah. awesome. There's an old joke that like the, you know, the, the best hockey players ever are just robots. You know, you look at like, <laughs> you look at McDavid's, uh, personality and the guy's just so one-dimensional but you know uh Wayne Gretzky's been been doing a great job so people are already calling he's, McDavid the worst interview in NHL history they're like he's, it's like he's, he's like trying to get a quote out of this guy and he's the best yeah. player active right now it's crazy you look, he was on a Gatorade he was on a I forget what commercial he was on. it was like Gatorade or something like that maybe not Gatorade it was definitely wasn't that big but you can just tell he's he tries to act and it's just, it's so robotic and uh, I don't want to say cringy, but it's cringy. Who is that player that was it drafted by the Rangers or the Devils who goes, I'm in the big apple. Like Capo Caco. Yeah. Capo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wow, it's a nice shitty. <laughs> there were so many memes made off of that, but yeah, that was Caco. That's I always fun. forgot if that was him or, uh, or Panarin. That was most certainly Capo Caco. No, Panarin spoke zero English when he got to uh, <laughs> when he got to New York. Dude's been in the league since 2015. And he uh, he only like just started speaking English maybe two years ago. Sorry. Just the, the sounds of New York. Yeah, yeah, New New York. <laughs> um, if for what it's worth, Charles Barkley thinks Pat McAfee should tell haters to quote unquote shut the fuck up. Yeah, and you've seen what Charles Barkley says about those women in San Antonio, so he's got no uh, he's got no filter. Dude, weird weird Charles Barkley stuff lately. He is like way too obsessed with the Kachuk family for me. He's, he's talking right? about oh my god, he's talking about like he's sitting there in the TNT studio going, "Yo man, I love these Dallas Stars, but that Matthew Kachuk, man?" And he could <laughs> He's like, oh How my you god, not that dude him? is he's... great. He's like, sorry, pops, Keith. I'm sorry, man, but Matthew, man. I just he's love a, how like, what are you, Chris? He's a con. You know, he's he's the con Smythe winner if, if they get it this year. And uh, I think right now he's he's the best player in in the in the in the playoffs, and all eyes are on him. Not only you know because he's he's always been one of the top players in the league, um, but I just think that the fact that the, the Panthers with what they're doing just puts him in the spotlight that much more. And, uh, you know, Chuck, Chuck's a known big hockey guy. So I think uh, unless you're a, a Bruins, Leafs, or Canes fan, I think, you know, um, I'm a big Matthew Kachuk guy this year. And he comes from a long line of amazing hockey players. His sister was like a D1 field hockey player. His dad is obviously Keith Kachuk and, and his brother is Brady Kachuk. You know, he's, he's no scrub either. So, you know, captain of the Ottawa Senators and he'll, he'll be there one day too. So. Yeah, we're we're full fledged into our balls segment now. Uh, balls, as always, presented by Manscaped, of course, and presented by one of our newest partners in DraftKings. And Will has a message from DraftKings Sportsbook. Using the code BBB will get you some bonus bets. Would you like to tell us about DraftKings? Yes, sir. So we'll be talking some NBA Finals action, as of course the Stanley Cup. So light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a five dollar bet. Score $150 in bonus bets instantly. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and use code BBB. And also join in on the NBA Finals actions with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can place a $5 bet and score $200 instantly 
All customers can take a shot at the bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BBB. New customers can place that $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code BBB only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. That was your best one. Thank you very much. That was that was that was very good. <laughs> that Thank was you. You. you got a future in this. <laughs> um, all right, Stanley Cup final underway. Florida Panthers, Vegas Golden Knights. What the actual f? I mean, the Panthers. What a damn story, as you alluded to. It came at the expense of the Boston Bruins, which I'm not really too thrilled about. Um. But God Almighty, has this team turned the corner, Handled. I mean, they were there was a legitimate point in this season where a lot of people were like, oh my God, the Panthers aren't going to make the playoffs. No, I didn't they think were on so. the I outside looking I... in till the, the, the final stretch where the Penguins decided to collapse. I mean, what, yeah. what happened down... towards the end of the regular season with the Florida Panthers in your eyes? It came down to one game. It came down to... Uh... I forget exactly which which number it was, but it came down to uh, it was it was like late seventies, you know, game game in the late seventies, and uh, it came down to Pittsburgh, Chicago, in Chicago, and if if Pittsburgh wins that game, they're the second wild card spot behind the Islanders, and if they lose, then they're out, and it's Florida. So the fact that Florida's going to the Stanley Cup final, and when they wouldn't have even made the playoffs if they were in the West, is uh, I was thinking about it today. Like, you know, if, if they can pull this off, where does this rank in all-time Cinderella stories? And, you know, not, not just hockey, but all sports. It's probably up there. I mean, you saw what they did, like, round by round. You know, they get in, and Kachuk gets up there. We are just talking about Matthew Kachuk. He gets up there and says, yeah, it's going to take pretty much a perfect effort to win at least one game. So Bruins come out, and they thump him game one. Then, then the Panthers respond and just kick the shit out of them six two. Mm-hmm. Bruins take a couple, and then after that, you could chalk it up to the Bruins overthinking. You could chalk it up to them just not being ready to go. There's plenty of theories, right? Um, there's theories that they took Florida for granted, but regardless, Florida came back. They pulled off the three one, and everybody said, "No, they're gonna they're gonna get exited by the Leafs. They're the Cup favorite." They beat the Leafs. They beat the Hurricanes. Unbelievable. What yeah. was it? Kachuk? Was it the reemergence of Sergei Bobrovsky who decided to be good again? What do you think it was? It's 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 Bob. And, you know, Kachuk's doing what he's doing, and and like I said, I think if if they win it all, he's the Conn Smythe winner. But uh, I'll die on the sword that in order to win playoff hockey, you need elite goaltending. You do. And that's what Bob, you know. Bob's been playing lights out. Um, you know, he got a he got a pretty payday when he signed with with Florida a few years ago, and this is exactly what they're paying him to do, and he's finally doing it. Um, 
And I just, I, you know, I was, I was actually thinking about it today. When was the last time you saw a cup winner with a mediocre goaltender? It, it hasn't happened. And I mean, it, it's definitely happened, but it hasn't happened in a long time. So, you know, it's, you, you, you look at the last 10, 10 cup winners and it's, it's not exactly household names. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to poke fun again, but even like Jordan Bennington, you know, not, not the best goaltender ever, but he was that he was him in 2019. So, can we say he's the worst goaltender ever? Can we say he's the worst goaltender ever? Yeah, he's definitely the uh, Madison Bumgarner of of the NHL. So, <laughs> but hey, you know, even even look at uh, what what Madison Bumgarner did in those World Series. You know, it sometimes it just takes it takes that guy, and and in hockey, it's it's your goaltender, and football, it's your quarterback, and and uh, Bob's doing what he's got to do, and he's he's getting help in front of him with uh, Alexander Barkov. Obviously, he's always always been a stud. You know, you never count that guy out. And then Matt Kachuk also always been a stud. And you know, you look at uh, you, you you look at Calgary, and a lot of people thought Calgary came out on top in that trade for with Jonathan Huberdeau and Matt Kachuk and everything. And Calgary no, goes on to miss the playoffs. Yeah, Matt look Kachuk at Calgary is, is, now; they had a Matt clean Kachuk's house. MIA the, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau's MIA in, in Calgary all year long, and they end up firing. Daryl Sutter, and then they clean house, and that's it. And they Craig both- Conroy is a GM now, so I, I think there's better there's better days ahead for Calgary. But like he's got his work cut out for him, man. Because hopefully yeah. Huberdeau is is what they think he is. I know he was hurt this year. I know he's going through other stuff, but it's like, yeah, God, what a crash and burn. Florida's the clear like right now this point in time. Florida's a clear winner. Oh yeah, easily, especially if they win it. Not even if they win at all. You know, just the fact that they're having the run that they're having. Yeah, but again, people also like don't realize that. You know, Florida, this isn't they they've had this underdog mentality all season and playoffs. But last year, did they not win the President's Cup trophy? They did. They they, they were President's Trophy winners last year. And that's why, you know, I, I, I kind of I was I was thinking about this, too. I think about hockey a lot. I was thinking about this, too. It's like if you I think they had the second best odds opening the season to win the Stanley Cup, obviously, because what they did last year. So if you put money on them to win the Stanley cup at the beginning of the year. And then they had, you know, their very, very mediocre regular season. And then now they are where they're at. You think about it and it's like, Oh yeah, I, I, I could probably win some money cause they were so bad, but you forget how good they were last year. So you're not winning that much money. So on the other side of the coin though, Vegas gets it done. They get it done against Dallas. Um, you know, Chris and I were joking that I think Eichel's going to win a cup before McDavid, which mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Buffalo fans are, yeah. are really, you know, maybe smiling it's, a little bit. It's the Eichel Reinhardt Stanley Cup. So I was going to say, like, are, imagine uh, they were just talking about this on the Athletic the other day. Imagine you're in 2016 and you're like a Sabres fan, and people come to you. They're from the future, and they just go, "Hey, <laughs> like, we're we're from the future." In seven years, Sam Reinhart and Jack Eichel are going to be playing for a Stanley Cup. We, we've got to go, yeah. but but they're going to be in the Stanley Cup. All right, see you later. And then you go back to the future. And as a Sabres fan, you can't help but be like, fuck yeah, like this is sick. Yeah. The Sabres are going to go win a cup. <laughs> you realize you one's think, on Vegas and one's on Florida. How do you think Rasmus Dahlin's feeling? You know, that was that was Buffalo's big three, and he's he's the lone survivor over there, so. I mean, Buffalo's in a good spot. They have a bright future. Buffalo's going to be really, really, really good in a few Devin years. Devin Levi, man. Very good. Devin Levi is, is going to be a stud. 
Um, they just they just locked up a bunch of guys, uh, young guys, to uh, um, long term contracts. You know, and they got Alex Tuck. They have Tage Thompson, who's one of the best goal scorers in the league. It's Kyle and Oposo. So they still they, they have a super. Huh? Kyle Oposo, Kyle Oposo still just there? inked the new deal with them. Yeah, huh. he was a free agent, but he just inked the new deal with them a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe last week. But yeah, they they have a super bright future ahead of them. And you know, back back to to Vegas. Um, with Eichel and, and, and Reinhardt being in Florida, um, it's it's definitely tough for uh, I'll have to uh, I'll have to get in touch with Brandon and see see how he feels about this. But I actually have uh, Sam Reinhardt scoring uh, three plus goals in the series, so I'm rooting for him, rooting for him big. Intriguing. And what you know what 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 you said before with the the Eichel winning the cup before McDavid, that's actually been kind of a talking point because you know those guys were. Both drafted in 2015, one and two, and uh, you know Jack Eichel's never going to match McDavid's numbers in the in the regular season. But if he can win a cup before him, that you know that might be that might be a moot talking point. You know, yeah, we're so, going to definitely have to have you come back before the season starts, and we'll do some you know the the whole prequel to the season because I, I think Edmonton yeah. time's running short. But in this in this present moment. I mean, what do you like about Vegas? What stands out to you? And, you know, we'll then go on to predictions. But what's what's in your mind the uh, the magic key for for Vegas to get over this hump? I just think Vegas is is just a solid team. Like, I don't think they have any holes right now. And uh, you've seen how they've played all all playoffs long, and they're the only. I feel like. I feel like I, I just never really saw too many inconsistencies in their game. Like, obviously, you know, you saw with Florida, they went down 3-1 to, to, to Boston. And then, I, you know, I, I, had a, I knew they were going to beat the Leafs because the Leafs are, are notorious postseason chokers. I didn't think they'd make it past the Hurricanes, and um, we all know how that went. And uh, yeah, they, while they did look good, I just think that uh, – I think for Vegas to have put Dallas away the way they did in – it was almost a comeback, but they they were they were pretty much just toying with them the whole entire, the whole time. So it's just I think Vegas is just a solid team. I have a hard time seeing really any holes in in that roster, and uh, I think like like we said, Jack Eichel's on a mission. He's on I mean, a mission but here's to get it done. one, and I don't know. Goaltending was a big hole coming in for Vegas these past couple of rounds. Are you? Are you comfortable? You, I mean, your words, right? You need elite goaltending. Has Aiden mm-hmm. Hill been elite enough to qualify in that bracket? Like, I mean, Laurent Brassois, if you told a lot of fans that, oh, yeah, Vegas is going to make a run, but they don't have Logan Thompson, Quick is going to watch the games from the ninth floor, they have Aiden Hill and Laurent Brassois. I mean, they probably would have laughed at you. So what, what's your impression of Hill this past series? Um, well, I mean, uh, Vegas went up, went up three Oh at one point. Right. So, you know, he has obviously hasn't been too bad. And, um, like we were saying with Florida, it's, it's, it's Bobrovsky, uh, playing lights out. And I just think that I think Aiden Hill can afford, uh, to have a couple of nights off as to where Bobrovsky's really going to have to be on it every night if he wants to give his, his, team a chance to win 
Yeah, like Hill shut out uh, Dallas the other night, but they only took. I mean, they only took uh, twenty three shots. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and and Dallas is a good team, and and that that goes back to what I said about Vegas having having not a lot of holes. Is you know, I mean, is how much work is Aiden Hill really going to have to do if his if his defense in front of him is is only allowing twenty three shots on goal? So. Uh, other guys that are X factors. I mean, like Jonathan Marcheseau has been great. Uh, Keegan Colasar's contributed a little bit. I, I mean, this team's top to bottom, but like, is there a guy besides Eichel and Marcheseau that are sort of stealing the spotlight that you, that you think is making a big difference on the squad right now? Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, you know, those guys are, have, have been household names in Vegas since day one. And, uh, they're, they're going to, you know, they're, Alex Petrangelo is in one of the, the the best defensemen in the leagues, going back to his days in St. Louis. So that was obviously a huge pickup for them. And Mark Stone, they they got him um, in their expansion draft, made him captain, and he's, you know, he's going to be looked at as as of right now as, as quite possibly the the best Golden Knight ever. You know, and I, I know that's kind of weird for me to say because I haven't been around for a while, but he's, uh, I think Mark Stone is he's. On both ends of the ice, you know, he's he's not one of those those forwards that that gets lazy, skating backwards, you know, and that's as good as Connor McDavid is. That was I remember that you know I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a big controversy. I don't know I don't remember if it was at the beginning of this year or, or last year when John Tortorella said something, you know, had had some criticisms for McDavid, saying you know he's for as good as he is, he hasn't played defense, and that's that's a, a pick on not a pick. That's um. A lot, you know, that, that that's that's a, a complaint that a lot of analysts and fans have about a lot of forwards. You know, I feel like that's also it's just almost, being an asshole, but you know, that's that's just him. You know, I mean, it's almost like in, in in the NBA. You know, how many how many star how many stars do you see playing defense? You know, it's just and Mark Stone is just that guy. He's a complete player. So it makes sense. So, <clears throat> so I guess. Going back to our blog, I'm trying to think. I had Panthers Knights. Jake, you had. I had Panthers Stars. Started off as Knights, and then I started writing it, and I was convinced for uh, for the Stars, which was a fucking mistake. But and then Chris, you had Knights. Carolina, I Carolina, 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 Vegas. I mean, yeah, I thought. I've, I've I've bet against Florida almost every every round except for against the Leafs. Um, You're the reason. It's been a mistake. <laughs> but I also think we all also had it in like seven games. Uh, who? Seven games in, in which uh, last series? Yeah. 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 No, definitely seven games. Especially because um, Carolina got Tivo Terravinen back. So once I saw that, I was like, there's there's Carolina's X Factor. You know, they were lackluster in their first two rounds. So Tivo Terravinen's going to come back. He's going to give them the jolt that they need. And that's all she wrote for Florida. But. I never claimed to be, you know, I'm, I'm a betting man, but I never claimed to be a good betting man. That's fair. So the DraftKings odds have, all right, well, let's play guess the line. Who's Ooh. the favorite? Vegas. Vegas. And, and what's the line? It's not what? much because I looked the other day. <laughs> Are you t- like just to outright series winner, right? Outright series winner. I'm going to guess uh, you have a guess handled. It's not. It's not far. It's not far off from what I remember. I think it's. I think it might be Vegas minus. I think it's Vegas minus. Uh, it's it's sub one uh two hundred. I think it was like Vegas minus one fifty. 
I was even going to say 120, like 125. 125. There you go. Oh, shit. I knew it was, it's very close. I'm shocked it's so low. weird. Panthers uh, are I'm... plus 105. Um, but before we like get that. before we uh, those aren't good that, enough odds for me. I'm also looking at on the on the DraftKings sportsbook, they have the odds for next year and they're kind of disgusting. <laughs> Who's oh, one? Ruins plus eight hundred, tied oh, with okay. Colorado. That's gonna change after the finals over. No, Toronto's plus nine hundred, Edmonton's a thousand, Devils are twelve hundred, Hurricanes are twelve hundred, Rangers and Panthers are both fourteen hundred. Lightning Knights stars are plus sixteen hundred. Flames are two thousand. I like Chicago. I think Black Vegas Hawk should be with, higher uh, with Connor Bedard at plus twenty five thousand. Yeah, <laughs> but like, how I are the Kraken at plus four thousand despite how far they went? The disrespect. Where's Winnipeg? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, okay, obviously low. Where plus six thousand? I didn't I even like see Vegas. them. Well. I like Vegas where they're at. Um, what do you think? I, if I, Calgary I, hires a stud head coach, do you think they fuck around and make a run? Calgary? Yeah, Calgary's got the talent to do it. You know, that's they weren't like a bad team. They just had bad luck and they played in an extremely hard division. I mean, look, look, look at their division. It was their top three was Dallas, Edmonton, and Vegas. You know, I feel like they, Detroit they, at plus seventy five hundred could be interesting too. It's like Detroit yeah. is—they're not that great, but I mean, you never know what they're going to do in the offseason. They've got money to spend. So Ottawa, I—I I, I like. I'm imagining Ottawa's low. I kind of like Ottawa. Yeah, true. Forty five hundred. How? What is that? Forty five hundred. Okay. Yeah, I like Ottawa. And Buffalo's there too. The Islanders are five thousand. Yeah, I hate to. You know, I don't want to. I'm gonna do it. I'm sorry. I, this is this is you know this 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 is by you know biasy aside. You know, Islanders are going nowhere fast, unfortunately. Oh my fucking goodness! They are. I mean, <laughs> they <laughs> have even been in the playoffs, and look what happened. I I don't know what to tell you. It's the truth. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's our show. <laughs> if it makes if, if if it makes you feel better, I don't. I'm not confident in where the Rangers are at either. So Rangers, you know, they, they don't even have a coach. Who am I to <laughs> yeah. say? They canned them? Yeah, they can go yeah, on. Yeah, they can go ago. on. Yep. They can go on. They fired their trainer, which is so <laughs> which is so baffling because they had like five, six guys. They had like four players on the team this year that played all eighty two games. And then they had like three more that played like seventy eight and up. And they fired their trainer. I think that's just uh I think that's just old Jimmy Boy over there it's doing no what crap. he does and just trying, you know, whatever. Ridiculous. I agree with the Gallant firing, but the trainer? Wow, that's such a and they fired the trainer before they even fired Gallant. So their priorities obviously are nowhere to be found. Someone had beef with Dolan. Dolan's got beef with Dolan. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the next Rangers so head coach? Huh? Who's the next Rangers head coach? Is it Peter Laviolette? Peter Laviolette is up there. Oh, uh, I forget who I saw today. Um and that's that's not a good sign is that I forget who I saw today. <laughs> uh, his last name is Hines or something like that. And um, Rangers Twitter is not very happy about that one. Uh, it was Quinville for a while, but 
thank God that, that you know that's happening. that's the not that is not the heat that 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 the team needs right now. No, 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 no. That guy is the head coach, and that, that guy should never have another gig in professional sports ever again. So not for what he did, no. Yeah, no. Or what so, he to, uh, covered up, uh, I should but say. But it would be so – it would just be so Rangers if they did go with him. It just would. I mean, what about give Trotzy an old call? <laughs> Trotz did say that he wants to coach in an original six team. But, uh, Dude, if I'm the Rangers, be... I don't think twice about that, and I pick up the phone and call Barry. Yeah, so Barry Trotz is just – he's he's a very defensive-minded coach. You look at what he did with – with the Islanders, and you look at what he did with uh, with, with the Caps, and his whole scheme is just defense, defense, defense. And you know, while the Rangers have the defense, Adam Fox and Keandre Miller, Ryan Lindgren, and you know they have stud defensemen, they also have way too many talented forwards to to turn that organization into into a defensive minded organization. You know, so. But anyway, they're out. So I, you know, I don't, they're out. They they make me sick. So back to back to this seven or this this slate. Is it yeah. going in seven? What's our prediction? Who do you have winning, Chris? What do you I think? have Vegas in six or seven. I think it's gonna go. I think it's gonna go the distance. I think Bobrovsky is gonna be Bobrovsky. Um, I think I, I, I think Kachuk is gonna make it um, a very interesting series. Uh, I just think, like I said, I, I, I just think Vegas is more complete team. And they're they're the safer bet, and you know I'm not I'm I'm not always you know I'm I'm not one of those guys that always goes with the safer bet. You know I I've been known to have a, a hot take or two in the past, but I just think I, I I think it's Vegas, and I think it's very 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 good for uh, obviously the game slept on in the United States, right? So I I think it's amazing how both these teams are desert teams. Or I guess not Florida. Florida's not really desert, but I, they're they're both warm climate teams and you have the two best American players in the league right now going up against each other, Kachuk and Eichel. So I think this, the ratings might, that might not be the best, but I think, um, I think as far as growing the game, it's, it's really good. And the game's already super popular in Vegas, not so much in Miami. They're, they're more of a uh, football basketball town, but I think, um, I think if you're a young kid in, in, in South Florida right now and Florida goes on to win this, that's something you're going to remember for a very long time. So I think yeah. I just want to throw that in there. I think it's interesting that you you, know, you throw Eichel up there as number two with Kachuk. Um, there's a lot of different ways you could go with that, right? Because I think Austin right now, Matthews is up there. but Right now it's it's those two guys. You don't think Austin Matthews has a legitimate claim to? No, no. Really? I think he, you know, he he's he's top three, but he's just you know he's he scored sixty goals last year. You could you know, but he was um, he wasn't there when it mattered. He scored zero zero goals against Florida. That's really in that bad. second round series. So when you're an, an X sixty goal scorer, and you're supposed to be the guy, and you're on this massive contract. I don't even know what he's getting paid, but he's getting paid a lot. And you're on this massive contract, and you're in the second biggest market in the league, and you put up a goose egg in the second round after your team has finally moved on for the first time in 19 years. It's just not, it's not a good look. And he didn't, you know, he didn't have. Uh, I mean, you can't ask somebody to score 60 goals every year. You know, if, if you score 50 goals, that's that's a historic season. If you score 40 goals, that's an amazing season. But 
you can't ask someone to score 60 every year, but he just had a, ma- a massive, massive fall off. He still had a good year, but it, it, it's, it was still a big drop off. And he's just, that's your guy, you know? And when you have a super team like Toronto, you got to be, and, and when you have a super team like Toronto and, and your teammates are John Tavares and William Nylander and Mitch Marner and, and whoever else, you, you got to be the guy. You got to be. Yeah, I feel that. He wasn't. I, I, I'm still going to mull over what I want to do here because I really don't know. I have not bet against Florida this entire time. Um, I don't want to bet against them again here, but I think the signs are pointing to Vegas. And I hate saying that because the signs pointed away from Florida each of the three series. All the signs did. So... I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm real torn. Um, just looking at some of the series player props, though. I really like Alex Petrangelo to record two plus assists in any game at plus 100. Mm-hmm. It's even money. I think I'm going to yep. do that. Petrangelo is very safe bet. Like I said, I have Reinhardt three plus goals in the series. I like so that. That's, that's my prop. I'm certainly going to play. Yeah. I'm not going to play that now, but I, I, I I like the Knights. I, I like what Chris said that they're the most well-rounded team. Um, there's no really glaring holes, and I think I mean Vegas has been there. Well, I mean I guess Florida has been there recently as well, but um, Vegas has been there. Vegas has produced over the past few years. Vegas is a team that seems to be the destiny in this cup. But I keep thinking that this Panthers team is like a Cinderella story that is never going to end. Yeah, um, I want to see Florida win. Like, I'm rooting for Florida, but as far if I'm putting money on it, I'm gonna go with Vegas. I think yeah. Vegas in six, and I think it goes Panthers win on Saturday. Vegas comes back, Panthers then come back, so it's like oh two one, and then Vegas clears it out. You don't think either team protects home ice, huh? Because game one and two are in in Vegas. You don't think either yeah. team's gonna protect home ice? All right. I, I think that. I honestly think it doesn't matter. Anymore. The I, fortress I honestly, is a the fortress is a hard building to to win in. I mean, so is TD Garden. Yeah. So TD Garden was fucking rowdy, and they you know, Florida just looked so comfortable. So yeah. is Carolina. So is everywhere in this entire playoff series. I'd love to see what the home the home away uh, uh, line is right now in in the entire playoffs. It's really going to rattle uh, Aiden Hill the first time. Oh, my bad. It's really going to rattle Aiden Hill the first time uh, he gets the uh, the rubber rats thrown at him. So, yeah, that goes. <laughs> That's true. What an awesome tradition. That's maybe. such a – I love that tradition. And, you know, this is – this. it doesn't matter the outcome. One of these two franchises is going to be winning their first Stanley Cup, and I think that's awesome. It's insane. And I, I really liked awesome. the, the Pete DeBoer against Vegas – and, you know, Bruce Cassidy has had his own skin of the game, too, because he was on the outside looking in end of last year. And that's not to say he's a bad coach. He's obviously a really good coach, right? Um, yeah. But you know better than anybody, Chris. It's like voices fall dry, right? It's like mm. sometimes you just need, like, the, you don't have the locker room anymore. And that's what happened no, with yeah, Paul Maurice in Winnipeg. And look at him, too. So yeah. it's vindication for both these guys that are objectively really good coaches, but they just were not the right voices last year. It was Boston and Winnipeg. Like last year, if you do that same future thing, and we're like, hey, Bruce Cassidy and Paul Maurice are going to be in a, a Stanley Cup. You'd be like, oh, shit, we're getting Boston Winnipeg next year. 
It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And now it's Vegas and Florida. It's kind of crazy. When you lose the room, you lose the room. And, um, you know, I, I a lot of people thought uh, DeBoer lost the room when uh, he did the whole thing with uh, Flurry. So, but he stayed true. And the fact that Vegas is back for their second time since they've been at uh, franchises is is crazy, you know that that's really instilling a uh, a winning tradition, and uh, I think Vegas is a great sports town. And I'm real, I feel bad for Oakland because I think the A's belong in Oakland. But I I think um, I think eventually when all four sports make it there, it's going to be you know Vegas is going to be uh, a title town. Maybe not the Raiders, but you never we'll know when Tom Brady suits up this year. You never know. We yeah. talked about this on the last episode, but I'd love to get your thoughts. Uh, where does, where do the Coyotes move? And are there any other cities that you think would thrive with an NHL team in them? If the Coyotes move, it's going to be Houston. It's just, it'd be Houston's making the strongest push wow. right now. I don't, I don't know his name, but uh, the owner of the Houston Rockets is, has been on the horn with, with Batman for years now. Cause uh, where does, uh, What's the arena that the Rockets play in? It's it's a Toyota Center, but it's the um, Toyota. Okay, I almost said Honda. But the Center, but the, the dude Ducks. that owns that place or owns the team is uh, Fertitta, and that's the Fertitta Center. It's the same guy um, as the Fertitta Center in uh, like the Houston Cougars playing basketball. Yeah, team. Houston makes the most sense. They're the the second biggest market in the United States right now that doesn't have a team right behind Atlanta, but Atlanta's not going to get a third shot. And if they do, I'll rip my hair out of my head because it's ridiculous. <laughs> and they're just there. They already have the arena. They already have the, the fan base. You know, the, you know, I've, I've talked to people from Houston, you know, over, over the internet before that want an NHL franchise. And I just think, um, I think if I think if I'm Gary Bettman and I have a city that's basically begging for it and I go somewhere like, Kansas City or Atlanta, God forbid, or something like that, where especially Atlanta, where they're just so indifferent. Like, how do you lose two teams? They've already lost two teams in the last 40, 50 years. So I just did my blog on this though. Kansas City. Um Kansas City is a good That was the birth of the that was the birth of the New Jersey Devils. Without the the Kansas Kansas City City uh they had the Kansas City. Yeah, without the scouts, there would be no devils. Yeah, well, I mean well, the scouts, Thanks, sucked, I guess, but... right? <laughs> what a favor they did us! But uh, oh my god, sorry, my phone's That's plugged your phone in. Right punishing now. The you for, keeps... saying, for slandering the the devil. I know. I was on like six percent. I didn't want to uh, disconnect. But yeah, I just I think it's Houston. And if it's not Houston, I would like to see Quebec come back because I'd like to see the Nordiques come back. Um, Dark horse. I don't know how easy it's going to be for Whalers. Yeah, do you want to know how easy it's? I don't know how easy it would be for the Whalers and the Nordiques to come back because the Avs still – I I'm pretty sure the Avs still own the Nordiques copyright and the logo and, and, the, and whatever. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure. But I know for a fact that Carolina still uh, owns the, the Whalers. They, they're, and so did um, the Avalanche's uh, reverse retro oh, yeah. years ago with the Nordiques. So, but I know for a fact that Carolina still owns the Whalers. So if they do go to Hartford, which you're not going to, but if they do go to Hartford, I think they'll be under a different name and it's just not going to happen because that's just the, 
It's a New York Boston market right there in Connecticut. And uh, the reason that they failed in the first place was because of the Bruins. So I, I think it's happening. so hard as a new sports franchise to fail though. Yeah. I think, I think it's criminal that, that Seattle didn't get a team years ago. Look at that. I mean, look at the reaction that that city had to hockey when it came back. They had the Seattle Totems, which was uh, – I don't think they're an AHL team, but, but they're they're a minor team. And um, they've just always had the support. And then the Kraken come in, and those fans are just rabid. And there are definitely some cities that are uh, clamoring for it. And then you got teams like – uh, Arizona, and up until now, it, I hate to say it, but up until now, it, it was Florida. The, the Panthers were a pretty starving franchise for a while there, and you, know, you just and so was Carolina up until they got good recently too. But you have these, um, you have these franchises that you have these cities that don't deserve these franchises. Unfortunately, yeah. as, as harsh as that was, sounds, uh, was Portland actually, and I thought about you wanted this. Portland. It was a sleeper for me. I didn't mm-hmm. say not, don't necessarily didn't necessarily want it but the when you look at like okay there's a lot of investment going on in the west you saw what seattle did they're selling out that place every night that everyone was a crackhead you could have an instant rivalry rivalry with the kraken you could talk a little shit to vancouver if you really want to it'd be a four-way it'd be san jose portland seattle and vancouver that'd be pretty cool the only question is like you know to will's point it's so hard for a new franchise to fail but does that oversaturate the pack Northwest is also a valid question. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm just, I really don't care where they go as long as it's not Atlanta. I almost wrote a blog uh, ripping Atlanta to shreds, but I decided, I decided not to. You're a good man. <laughs> There's just no way. How do you lose? You lost the flames in the seventies. They were there for less than 10 years. And then you lost the thrashers. Uh, they were there for maybe 10 years. And it's just like, if you're Gary Bettman, how do you go back to Atlanta? I just don't see, I haven't heard enough from people from Atlanta that uh, want want an NHL team. Like I, I, I yeah, lived in South Carolina for a Atlanta. while. And... Yeah, but they've thrived in recent though. I mean, what the MLS team has accomplished just in terms of, you know, soccer in Atlanta has been incredible. The Braves are now, you know, generating this new buzz. Um, uh, and then of course, I mean, the Falcons are the Falcons, but people, they are probably one of the most highest grossing sellout teams in the entire country. Yeah. Um, you're, you're right. And, and, and I hope I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get heat for this, but <laughs> outside of the Braves and maybe the, the Hawks, Atlanta doesn't strike me as like a super diehard sports town. It just doesn't. Cause I, when I lived, I lived in South Carolina and, for a while and, and I met a, a bunch of people from Atlanta and I went to Atlanta a lot and uh, you know people talk about the Braves all the time but you just you know I, it just it doesn't have that that aura to it right like you go to New York and you know that people there love their teams and you go to Boston and you know that people there love their teams and I went to Seattle and you, obviously that that city does not have a winning tradition at all but those still those people still love those teams their their teams and I it just doesn't I never really got that feel in uh they love their college sports. It makes sense. NHL, I just it's don't like... think the NHL would. They might just have another Arizona situation on their hands, which would be a shame. 
it's fair to say that like because I feel like all the Braves fans that I've met are not from Atlanta. They're like from no, because it's states. because of Ted Turner. Because of Ted Turner. That's that's all there is to you know. They were America's team for the longest time because they were the only team broadcast nationally on TBS. So you know you have kids in in Illinois who are Braves fans. You know it's. I'll Obviously, close with that, this. That's awesome. For... You know, good, good, good for them. But that doesn't have anything to do with Atlanta. That has to do with uh, good old Teddy Turner coming in and doing working his magic. I'll close with this. Do you think the you think there's any merit to a second Toronto team like people are saying? No, no. They were talking about Hamilton for a while, which is right in between. I don't know if you know where it is, but it's right north of Buffalo, just south of Toronto. I don't think so, because right? the people in Buffalo obviously are. You know, are uh, rabid about the Sabers, and then Toronto is is Toronto, the most insufferable fans in the entire league. But I'll give it to them that they are passionate, and they've been through a lot. So I'll, I, I credit where credits due. Play devil's advocate. I just don't think a third team in that market would would thrive. And Buffalo is a Toronto market. There's more Blue Jays fans there than anyone else, and. Uh, people in Toronto root for the Bills. So it is definitely um, – I don't think Hamilton or anywhere else in the Ontario area uh, would do very well. <clears throat> interesting, interesting. So I think I that's – I just up? think if you want your, your – I think your bet, your safest bet if you're in the NHL is it's Houston. It is. Yeah. I agree. It's it's an established market. You have nine, like a bunch of billions of dollars of funding for Fertitta. It's like you just have to go yeah. for it. Now they what they want. Now they move, but do they like they don't? It's not an expansion draft type of scenario, right? They no, just, they were just moving. There's no added benefits of them moving. Nope, just money and maybe a better TV deal and a bigger market. And, Rivalry uh, with the Dallas Stars and <laughs> arena, an NHL sized arena. Yeah. <laughs> Not fifty six hundred like mullet. Yeah, missed opportunity that exactly. they couldn't even sell that out. Thank there. God Connor Bedard didn't go there. That was yeah, the Chicago's not much better for him, but yeah, the NHL is rigged. It's that all sports are scripted. I'm I'm dying on that hill. Why you shake your head? It's true. It's true. There's a script from the higher up. It's script out, huh? Let me just break the script out and see what's what see what was the uh, what was the NBA final script that, that leaked a while ago? Didn't they well, have the said, I mean, it was supposed to be the Lakers winning? Like, oh, okay. I, think, <laughs> I think I think game scripts are obviously fugazi, but I do think that the inner workings of like the lottery and stuff like that are. I mean, Patrick Ewing have should have never been a Nick. No, and yeah. you know me, I'm a I'm I'm a huge conspiracy guy, so. I mean, like we're we're talking about Wembenyana. Like the this, why would this the next king of the league go to a, a wasteland of a franchise where they can go to Greg Popovich in San Antonio, who has a historic dynasty, who is very popular in the in the in with foreign players, and like have a chance to you know bring greatness back to San Antonio compared to going to like Houston. Yeah. The tall rake. Not with them. Not, not with them big old women down in San Antonio. Yeah, <laughs> as Chuck would say, you got Chicago right now that traded away Patrick Kane. They're literally 
pride hood of their dynasty to now get their new piece. Yeah. He strong armed them though. You know, he did. They, that was fucked he up. He strong armed them big time. So where does Patrick he was like, end up? Not with yeah. the Rangers. He's not going to the Rangers. Maybe he goes back to Chicago and uh, you know, he he passes the torch to a good old no. good old Connor over there. He's going to the Houston Arrows. He's going to go somewhere where he can win, where he can win another cup. Yeah. I mean, he's won three. So Calgary? Uh, that would be he's, interesting. He's not going to go to Canada. He's too showtime for that. No offense Craig to Canada. Con- Craig no Conroy Canada. would eat that up, though. He'd be like, yeah, sure. Actually, he probably wouldn't even sign him, Craig Conroy. He's going to go to a big market in a big city. He's going to go to – He's gonna. He's not gonna stay in New York. He would like to. He's gonna go to Toronto. If he's gonna go anywhere in Canada, he's gonna go to Toronto, or he's gonna go to L.A., or he's gonna go to Dallas or uh, something. He's gonna go to a big market. It's just, he's gonna go to Atlanta. His name's Showtime for a reason, right? He's just. He's got that. You know, I don't want to say. You know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm praising him because he's had his his share of controversies in the past. But that's that's pretty much exactly it. You know, he's. Uh, He's very much interested in being part celebrity, part hockey player, and it's just it ain't gonna happen in Winnipeg. Yeah, it yeah. won't. Uh, we won't do predictions just yet because I like actual blank in blank. Will Will already said what he thinks. I guess I'm the only man. I'm the odd man out. I need to think about this shit. So, first Stanley Cup still. Yeah. Oh. It's only to think. It's only to think about it. I think Will and I both said Vegas and six. Yeah, it was Vegas and six. I guess that was more May. I need to. <laughs> I need to mull. I need like two days to think about this. Um, okay, that's our that's our NHL. Uh, do you have any basketball predictions before we depart? So I'm not a big basketball guy, but uh, I, I I do get into the finals and. Um... I'll preface by saying that I am a I am a, a known Jimmy Butler hater, so I am one hundred and ten percent on the uh, Denver Jokic wagon right now. Hmm. That's all. I'll, I'll just leave it at that because if I say anything else, I'm just put my foot in my mouth because I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I I do think the Nuggets are a better team, but if I'm not picking the Panthers to complete their Cinderella story, I have to pick the Heat. You just want to, you you just want Miami to have something. I I just think that both of their their storylines right now are very parallel on the eighth seed coming out of uh, Southern Florida to take on teams that were much better than them. Uh, Butler Kachuk. Yeah, I think I think one of them has to win, so I'm going to take Miami because I honestly think too that. Mm. No, I don't. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna retract that. I was gonna say which which game which game is more luck and which game is more skill. I'd probably have to say hockey is more skill and basketball is more luck. Okay, like I like I said, I don't know much about basketball, so I don't know. You used to be our Nets guy. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I really only did that for you know I, for the for the memes. I'm sorry to say I just like to uh, I just like to watch Knicks fans squirm. And who's laughing now? 
I'm <laughs> not me. It's all right. One, when do you actually expect any of your teams? And that this is not a dig, so don't take offense. When do you expect any of your teams? Like, what year do you think you will get to experience a championship? So uh, the Bills are going to win this year. Book it. Dude, I, think, I, I keep rooting for the Bills, but they keep doubting. They keep letting us I think it's, I think it's Bills-Rangers. I, I actually think the Rangers have a better chance than the Bills do. So when do you think the Rangers can win a cup in the next how many years? Um, I think they win one before the end of the decade. At least one. At least one. Okay. I'm not going to like put a timeline on it and be like, Three, four years. I'll just say before 2030, they'll hoist the cup. What about your Mets? I I don't know, man. When when, when they <laughs> sign Otani, um, yeah, maybe maybe they make a run next year after uh, after when they sign Otani. Come on, they are. It, it makes too much sense for Otani to come to the Mets. It does. <laughs> so now that all of us are together. I do need to bring up on August 19th, 2021, we had our World Series prediction for the next <laughs> five years. Um, in 2021, I had the Giants, Hanel had the Red Sox, and Zimmer had the Dodgers. Uh, in this 2020, was 2020? 2021. Oh, for 2021. Okay. In 2022, I had the, uh, I had the Yankees. Uh, Chris had the Padres, and Zimmer had the Yankees. I wasn't far off. And this year, I have the Dodgers, Chris has the Dodgers, and Zimmer has the Padres. I hate that I I, I predicted the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. Padres aren't winning shit this year. I don't think the Dodgers are either. I have no idea who (laughs) I have no idea who's baseball is so weird this year. I think the Yankees might fuck around and do it. They're gonna disappoint everybody the whole season and then they're gonna fuck around and win. I think they could because, like, the only team that "quote unquote" has been dominant was the Rays, and they have a Plato, a Plato schedule. It's literally <laughs> a Plato, Charmin, Charmin Ultra Soft schedule. <laughs> Unreal. Baseball is really weird this year. Uh, how many teams are like uh, at least ten games over five hundred? Three. More than it's like that. the Braves. It's like the Braves, the Rays. Maybe the Cubs and uh, the Dodgers. You're, so you're saying everyone, 10 everyone games, over, like five, 10 games least, over 500? At least 10. Rays, Orioles, Yankees. Orioles, okay. Rangers, Astros, Braves, Dodgers, and Diamondbacks. Yeah. All right. Wow, Diamondbacks and uh, Orioles. Arizona Diamondbacks. If the season ended today, your top these these uh um what is it? Six teams are making it into the American League: Rays, Rangers, Twins, Orioles, Yankees, Astros. In the National League, it's Dodgers, Braves, Brewers, Diamondbacks, Marlins, Mets, with Pirates half game back. The National League right now sounds a little bit more realistic than the American. Minus the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, I think the National League right now is probably going to shape up to look a lot like the same. American League, I don't see the Orioles being there. I don't see the Rangers being there, and I don't see uh, 
Who was who, who? Who's the other wild card there? In the American League, it's Orioles, Yankees, Astros. No, who's who's all the playoff teams in the American League right now? Rays, Rangers, Twins. Yeah. Okay. So I don't see I don't see the Orioles, the Rangers, or the Twins there at the end of the year. Mm. I think. I agree. Maybe the Rangers, if Degrom ever decides to get off of that. I think the Orioles do. I think the Orioles do make it. Think so. I think I think the Astros knock the Rangers out. The Twins will keep hold of the uh, the Central because it's just that's just an abysmal division. And then I think enter an American an, an AL East team to to come in six. I think Oakland can win. Yeah, twelve and forty six. They need to go. The AL East teams are going to be the Yankees and the Rays. Yeah. I think it. I think it'll be all. I think the entire wild card is going to be AL East. Blue Jays. Blue Jays knock off the Yankees. No, that's such a clown organization. I just want to. I also just want to say to Tondo, you submitted your All Star ballot, and I. I can't tell if I'm if I support this or not, but I appreciate how dedicated you are to pumping the Cody Bellinger to New York uh, agenda. Because <laughs> you're trying to give all the acclaim he deserves right now, putting Bellinger on the All Star ballot so that he gets traded to New York. I mean, he does like deserve it. to be an All Star. He's got yeah. a good line. I took issue with I took issue with no Alonzo, but we'll talk about that in private. All right. Well, I think Alonzo he's on pace to hit sixty homers. I know he's he's on fucking fire. Yeah, but look at Freddie Freeman's been real good too. Freeman is batting what three twenty five. Who was your shortstop, Trey Turner? No, Orlando Garcia. Over Lindor? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're you're, you're probably right about that. But a lot, it's, it's over Tyro Estrada. Tyro Estrada did have some. He, yeah, <laughs> my finger did hover over it. If you know, if uh, Tyro Estrada, he is currently hitting 301, six homers, seventeen RBIs on the yeah. IL. Hmm. It just makes it definitely a little bit questionable, but I have Freddie Freeman at first, Luis Arez at second, Nolan Arenado at third, Arcia at short, Acuna, Bellinger, and Guriel in the off field, uh, Sean Murphy catching, and uh, Salar at DH. Ian Happ is a, also another big Happ is a fucking stud. surprise early season uh, stud right now. Mm-hmm. Ian Happ. And then you got old Kyle Schwarber there in Philly. God, I love the Philly downfall. <laughs> Good old 166 batting average. That whole team is just – it's infuriating too. That whole city. Them on. That whole city. Everything from their teams to their accents. It's tough. It's not good. Uh, any closing thoughts, Chris? How was your first appearance on Beers, Business, and Balls? It felt good. Let me let me just say that none of I, I don't uh, I don't I don't represent the co- the the company in any way. If I uh, <laughs> if I had any offensive takes tonight, so uh, every, every every opinion is my own. Can you hold? On, can, can we find out what the uh, what what the series winner odds are for the NBA Finals? Because when I looked the other day, it was like it was a wide margin. Yeah, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook and Casino app. I think it's like plus four hundred nuggets. I was gonna say I was gonna not 
minus 400 nuggets. Yeah, but I thought it, it was like minus, minus 360. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you think heat money line is, giving said that? Plus four. Plus four? 295. Mm-hmm. Not great. No. Not great. Not great. Still, though, it's plus money. It's not. Like, I mean, it's betting on the, the Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals this year is kind of boring. Could you parlay both Miami teams, what that, what that would look like? Oh, baby, let's do this. All right. Curious. I bet okay. you there's already like a pre-made a pre uh, made DraftKings parlay on that. There, there actually is not, which I'm shocked. Um, and those never right. win, so don't take them. Florida Panthers money line is now, since we've started recording this, up to plus 110, and Vegas is up to minus 130. It changed already? Yeah. All right, let's see what this bet slip is. Game one's not until Saturday. Well, I guess it's already pretty much Thursday. Uh, it does not. Can I not parlay these? Oh, wait, no. Oh, that's it? It's just plus 168. Yeah, it's that. Oh, wait, no, that's the Nuggets. Whoops. Okay, let's go to Heat. Wow, plus seven twenty nine for a little South Florida love parlay. Hmm. If I didn't already put money on Vegas, I, I, I would take that. But yeah, I think at that point I'd be losing either happen. way. Yeah, <laughs> I can't put money on that. Um, Chris Handold, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for thanks for joining on. the show. Rate thanks your uh, rate your show out of ten stars today. My my personal performance or the show? Sure, your performance and the show. Um, I'll give I'll give the show a ten, and I'll give my uh, I give my I give my personal performance a uh, seven. I could have came I could have come in a little more prepared. <laughs> I was being lazy though. So. He's a humble man. Good. You have any where you'd like to plug any anything you'd like to like to close with? Maybe your Twitter or your anywhere you want social media traffic. No, I'm sure that'll all be that'll <laughs> all be on there. All right. Hey, that's, that's our show. Fun. Thanks for having me, fellas. As always. All right. Do you want to close it out, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> We've done this in reverse so many times. I don't know what's what now. All right. Goodbye, everybody. So long. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. Remember to hit the follow button on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Join the conversation on Twitter and Instagram and check out house-enterprise.com for all of our content. There's also no better way to end this podcast than a note from our partners over at Manscaped. What guy or girl wouldn't want the right tools for the job? Head over to manscaped.com house or use the code house at checkout for 20% off and free shipping on your orders. See you next time. And remember, the house always wins.